Y'all know the drill. Bow, wow, wow. Yippee, yo, yippee, yay. Doggy dogs in the motherfucking house. Hey, y'all know that song. If y'all don't know by now, today we gonna be celebrating another day in hip-hop. December 15, 1992. Classic, classic, classic album came out by the one and only Dr. Dre. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The Chronic. The original Chronic. A lot of people regard this as a one of the best albums just ever in hip hop. A lot, a lot of history comes with this album. Dr. Dre, the one and only, regarded it as the best producer in hip hop by many, including myself. Man, this album was crazy. I have so much memories with this. Obviously, I was I was not even born yet when this shit came out. I heard this way later, 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 um, early in my life. But shit, when I heard this shit, man. Damn, this this album crazy, crazy, crazy. So let's get started. Like I said, came out December 15, 1992. And it was officially Dr. Dre's debut solo album. If y'all remember, if y'all were around back then, or if you weren't, but you probably know the history. You know, Dre came up with the NWA. Well, before there's this history before that, but you know, he was prominent and um he came really known with the NWA. He did a lot of work, a lot of crazy shit. But if y'all know, if y'all seen the movie, if y'all heard the stories, they broke up. They had a lot of tension between them. You know, Ice Cube parted away first, and then from there, shit went south. Dre eventually came out of there, and he even started beefing with Easy E, which was crazy, crazy. So this was right after that. This was his first solo album. This came out with death row records first album by them man if y'all know the legendary empire that death row was back then this was the beginning of it and eventually that shit even tumbled down and that shit went to some crazy shit but yeah this was after leaving ruthless in common dr Dre fashion this album contained a lot of subtle and even direct shots at easy and nwa um and we'll get to those later but it was also the introduction to Snoop Doggy Dog. Y'all know that song I was rapping, nothing but a G thing. That's a classic, classic song. But this was early, early Snoop. Snoop hadn't even came out with the album yet. Like, he was barely in the game. Dre put him on, and he was very, very prominent. Well, he became prominent after this, but he was a big reason why this album was dope. He was in many songs on here. That shit was crazy. 
Um, Snoop Doggy Dogg. And, and fun fact, actually, a year, about a year later, it was November of the next year, was when Snoop dropped his classic, classic debut, Doggy Style. That shit was crazy, too. We'll, we'll get to that when, at some point down the line. But yeah, Snoop was a huge, huge highlight on this album. And shit, he has some of my favorite verses on there. Shit was crazy. And it, this album was actually was really known for popular popular popularizing. <laughs> Can't even say that shit. The G funk sound within gangster rap. Man, this this album just shifted the whole game. It was crazy. Um, fun fact: in 2020, the album was selected by the Library of Congress for preservation in the National Re- Recording Registry for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Fucking nuts, man! This the the shit that this album did was just crazy. It was like I said, one of the most influential hip hop albums period period like in the whole history so think about it like if y'all if y'all don't know let me put you what kind of where hip-hop was at at this time so after this 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 album a lot of albums started sounding like like this like not not trying to say that they stole the sound but like they started implementing this sound the g-funk sound and just imagine that being the you know one of the first ones if not the first one to, to do that that's crazy because before this Mainstream hip hop was mostly known. For, it was mostly party music, um, pro empowerment music type of music. It had a lot of like political lyrics in them. It had it was it was based with mostly samples. Um, it had a lot of break beats. You know, think of like the New York shit. Like nobody was really doing shit out in the West yet. Like nobody, at least they weren't like huge, huge. You know, it wasn't it wasn't known in mainstream hip hop. It was it was still in New York and in, in the mecca. And you know that that New York sound was was the sound right there. But after this, whew, this this was a whole new sound. It like just shifted hip hop, and like I said, he's regarded as one of the best producers ever in hip hop. And and to do this album was was just crazy, crazy. Uh, and this album just helped launch the careers of not only Snoop but Corrupt, Daz Dillinger, um, Nate Dogg, Warren G. Like Dre literally put Compton, LA, Cali, and on the map, and all these dudes. He, he really had these guys on their back. He fuck man. So I guess. What I read was that this album was recorded that around that June, like most of the album. Man, the the hunger that he had, the the, the attention to detail, like the production, the production on this album is crazy, crazy. It's regarded as one of the best productions ever. Like it's it's just crazy. It had classic, classic samples, and and I I read somewhere that Dre tried not to use many samples. He only used one to tops two samples for every song, and, and I know that's still a lot of samples. But but if you like I said, hip hop before this, it was just filled with samples like that was the thing to do and so he he tried to stay a little away from that um but but yeah this this is crazy so also this album caused a lot a lot of controversies obviously for the lyrics it had a lot of you know people back then would say well you gotta you kind of have to put yourself in in that mindset where what where things were at you know the la riots had just i think they had just gone on um i, I think even dre even participated in those so it was around that time you know shit was crazy with cops with with um with just 
citizens with people and and gangster rap was looked at as you know you know the nwa story they weren't they weren't too liked by the government <laughs> let's put it that way so so of course the, the lyrics on this just caused a lot of controversies but not only because of you know the shit they were saying about society and shit but also because he was throwing a lot of shots at easy nwa um, especially easy. Y'all, y'all know that the Dre Day song, fucking classic song. If y'all seen the video, you know, that's pretty much a diss track to easy. And, you know, they had a little back and forth going. This literally shook the game. It, it was just crazy, crazy. And another thing I want to point out is, you know, I, I've talked about this before. In hip-hop, there's this subgenre. You know, I think there's a lot of subgenres in hip-hop, really, but they're not they're not really official. And one of them that's unofficial, but I would say it's official, but it's not really official, so it's unofficial, is <laughs> the weed, the weed jo- subgenre. Like, you know, weed and hip-hop, that should just, it's always been a thing. It's always been a certain sound to it. But this was, like, one of the originals. Like, just look at the name, the Chronic. Uh, if you guys don't know the the album cover, it's paying homage to to the brand Zigzags. And if you look at those, like it's you know it's literally Dre did his his thing with it. And like around like this was the whole theme about it. Or I wouldn't say the whole theme of this album, but it kind of was like the Chronic, like the best shit you can get, the best weed you can get, the best shit you can smoke. Yeah, and so this was like the beginning of that that weed hip hop sound. Um, the music with this, <laughs> if you guys have smoked weed before or do, you know, I don't judge whatever. But if you guys have ever listened to this while, you know, while smoking a little bit, shit's crazy. It's a, it's a different it's a different sound. It's a it's a I don't know. It might be all in your head too, but <laughs> but anyways, this that's what. It, he went for and this was like the beginning of that now another thing i want to point out that i absolutely love about this album and i love about albums in general well if if it's done right is the skits the skits were that were on this was hilarious like <laughs> jay i i love skits you know one thing about me i love 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 skits on on albums as long as they they're done good and they play a part or to the story and you know they tell the story and it, i love it because of that because it tells the story it's it's funny sometimes it's it's um i don't know it's like for this one specifically, I, I don't, I can't really tell if you know if there was a lot of skits going on back then. I feel like there probably was still, but but this was a like a breath of fresh air. It, it was just the the sound of it. Were, you know, apart from the production of the songs themselves, like the skits just added that much more to them. Like they just told a little story behind them. Um, it just pieced the whole album good together. It, it was just. It's just amazing. Like this is shout out to Dr. Dre, man. I, I love I love his production, his music. Always have, you know. It's it kind of sucks that he doesn't have that many albums out. You know how many albums this guy got? He's got the Chronic, Chronic two thousand one, and shit. What came out after that it was was it the the Compton one, right? That one came out like twenty fifteen or something like that. Um, that one was really good. You know, obviously different than these two there's been so many years in between them um and i've been hearing i've been seeing shit that he's actually gonna come out with new shit um 
he's been <laughs> he's been going through some shit with, from what I've seen, but um he he um he's been teasing you music you know with the classic people the Eminems, the the snoops you know he, he's got the, he's been linking up a lot with anderson pack you know that that his last album compton that was pretty much like my introduction to anderson pack and it, it, it was fuck man i love anderson pack but yeah he's been doing a lot of music with him so i don't know i'm i'm very anxious i'm i'm uh I'm very excited to to hear some new Dre music. You know who is it, man? Dre. Oh, he even teased some new some shit with Kanye not too long ago, which I think that'd be amazing. You know, Kanye is one of my other favorite producers, um, and him with the sampling, hooking up with Dre, like, oh, that shit would sound amazing. And not to mention the Super Bowl halftime show coming out in February. That shit's gonna be crazy. If y'all haven't seen the lineup for that by now, I think y'all know the lineup. But if you don't, it's gonna be crazy. They took it to the West. Like, I feel like this should be extra long, the halftime show. It's gonna be Dre, Snoop, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. Like, that lineup is fucking crazy. I just, I don't know what they're gonna do, but I know it's gonna be amazing. Like, it's going to be fucking dope. So I can't wait for that shit. Shout out to Dr. Dre. Um, before I end the show, you know, it's going to be a little short. I just wanted to, you know, just give praise to this album because this is one of the best albums in hip hop ever. And it's only right. December 15th. That's when the shit came out. It's been how many years? 92. Shit. I'm a, I got to do math here. 92. 2002. 2012. 2020. Damn. Almost 30 years. <laughs> That's crazy. That's fucking crazy, man. There's damn. Shout out to Dre, man. Legend in this game. But before I close out, I wanna I wanna mention some fun facts, <laughs> if you will. It was you know, I think these these facts are pretty dope. So the DOC, if y'all know his story, his story is crazy too. So he got into a car crash. I think it was right before this. So he, you know, he lost his he he heard something in his vocals where he, he couldn't really, really rap anymore. Well, at least he, he didn't sound the same, you know. Uh, but he was, he's a fucking great-ass writer. So he kept writing for, he did a lot of writing on this album and, and feature albums for Dre and, you know, a lot of different artists. Um, but he wrote the hook for G-Thang. So <laughs> G-Thang, that's one of the most famous hip-hop songs ever. And... I don't know. I think it's dope that he wrote that because, you know, you know, if you guys don't know Dre, he doesn't really write a bunch of shit, but I don't blame him because I see him more as a producer and he's a fucking amazing producer. So I'm like, he doesn't really like proclaim he's the best rapper anyway. So as long as he don't be doing that, you know, I go get all the help you need, man. Make it sound fucking good. So shout out to the DOC. Another fun fact is so, you know, I was saying this album has a lot of shots towards Easy and NWA. Well, actually, Easy E profited from the sales from this album, which is crazy. So, so around this time, you know, Dre had just left Interscope and, or sorry, he had just left Ruthless. So they were still in a battle between that. So when this shit came out, um, somehow, you know, they were still figuring shit out. Easy profited it from, from every copy. I, I believe it said it was around 25 to 50 cents for every copy. So he ended up making a good meal 
or, or more because the album went crazy. I don't, I can't, I don't have the exact numbers that it did, but it, it went crazy. Um, so I, I thought that was interesting. So <laughs> at the at the end of the day, Easy had the last laugh. Unfortunate that they had that falling off, but but they came out with great records. So you know, I can't I can't complain too much. The last thing I wanted to leave you with is this album was actually inspired by a tribe called Quest. If you guys have heard that their music they have a classic album as well the low end theory if y'all haven't heard that shit that shit's fucking dope but but i remember reading a story where um q-tip from tribe called quest he said that this album was one of the best albums he's ever heard and this really inspired him as a as an artist and and then dre later down the line actually met him and um, he told him that actually this, their album, Low End Theory, was the one that inspired this album. So, you know, came full circle. That shit was just dope, man. Go listen to Tribe Called Quest. They're fucking dope. They're from the East. Um, totally different sound, but great music as well. So with that, I want to say, I want to know, what's your favorite track after Chronic, man? We're coming up with 30 years. Shit, man. Classic, classic album. Do you like Chronic? If you don't, let me know, too. You know, it's all good. I just want to know why. Why wouldn't you like the shit? But let me know. What's your favorite track off the Chronic? I'm going to be signing off now. I want to give a special shout out to all of the listeners. Special shout out to Dr. Dre, even though you're probably not going to listen to this shit. But shout out to Dre, shout out to Snoop, all the West Coast, West Coast hip hop. Shout out to all the hip hop heads, all the listeners. Again, thank you for tuning in. I'm going to be signing off now. You could be anywhere in the world, but you are here with us. So we appreciate that. This is hip hop globally. Peace.